Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in. Episode 118. What's right with Nick Wright? As we preview the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, the single best weekend on the entire sports calendar. This weekend will be no different. Four football games, six of the eight best teams in the league are still standing, plus a surprising Giants team and a not-so-surprising Prince from Jacksonville. All of that is on the calendar. We're going to dive right in. By the way, uh, thank you to everybody who's watching us live on YouTube, Uh, As I'm going to continue to mention, we are really trying to get to 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. DeMonte gets a cool plaque. We're like 6,500 short. So if you're watching right now, you're probably already subscribing. If you're not, please do so and hit the bell so you know when we go live. But additionally, if you you wanted to tweet out or Instagram or whatever, promote the link to our YouTube page. We'd greatly appreciate it. But let's get right in. First, we will discuss what we're not discussing on today's show. Oh, DeMonte probably doesn't even know this. Nick's tennis corner about to be back with a vengeance. The Australian Open. One of our four majors is underway as we speak. Rafa Nadal lost in round one while you were sleeping a few nights ago. Now, he did get hurt in the match. However, he was already down a set and a break when he got when he got hurt. He was being outplayed. Shout out to the unranked American that beat him, Djokovic was allowed to actually enter Australia for the first time post-COVID uh, after the vaccine controversy. He's winning. He, he's won. Sean Payton interviews with Denver and Houston, and a foot archery record has been set in Australia. We're not going to discuss any of those things. And by the way, oh, there's the video, by the way, of the foot archery record. Let me watch this. That is pretty impressive. Yeah, this is why you should subscribe on that. YouTube. That Oh, wow. Look at that bullseye. Nailed it. So you can see if you're listening, you missed video of a young lady standing on her head and hitting a bullseye a la Robin Hood uh, from, I don't know, 30 meters out uh, <laughs> using only her feet. But DeMont- And also uh, check out the chat and in the chat include your questions. Uh, and Dusty, if you're watching, we'll try to get your questions Dusty's today. In the chat. Dusty is live in the <laughs> chat. All right, DeMonte, what are we starting with? All right, man, tough game for you coming up. Chiefs won game from the Super Bowl or the Prince to remain undefeated on Saturdays. Which one? Take your pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it must be hard for you being a, the number one K- Kansas City guy, but also being the number one 
uh, Trevor Lawrence, Stan, in the media. A Stan, is Stan or truth teller? Was, Have I told a lie about Trevor Lawrence? Have I been wrong? A big fan? So, yeah. That's fine, but Stan, I <laughs> I feel like, is a bridge too far. But go ahead. Uh, the question on everyone's mind is, what is the best case scenario for Nick Wright? To just continue to be right about this, as I've been all year long. Guys, I all I did was when the Jags were 4-8, and eight, or maybe they had won one game. Maybe they were 5-8. and eight. Was I and the Titans at that point in time still looked really good. I had the courage to come on television, to come on this show, and say the Jags were still making the playoffs. And that they were not, and that they were not only making the playoffs, they were going to win a playoff game and they would not lose again until they played Kansas City in the divisional round. And I said that when they were like the 11 seed in the AFC. And yet they have not lost since then. They won the playoff game in stirring fashion. And now they will lose to Kansas City in the divisional round. It is worth noting. Trevor's two, I said this on television yesterday, I will reiterate it here today. Trevor's two best previous player comps are Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning. Andrew Luck, early in his career, I think it was year two, had a 28-point playoff comeback. That one was against my Chiefs. And then went to New England, that at the time, dynasty of the AFC, and got his teeth kicked in. The very next year, played New England in the playoffs again, and got his teeth kicked in. Peyton Manning. Now, it took Peyton Manning six years to get his first playoff win, but after he did, he then went to New England and got his teeth kicked in. The very next year, he got beat by New England again before finally breaking through the following year. So Trevor Lawrence is already ahead of schedule, but now he hits his head on the ceiling of the AFC that is the Kansas City Chiefs. So you're picking the Chiefs. Of course I'm picking the Chiefs. The Chiefs are are the Chiefs are so clearly the best team in the AFC. I I can't say they are so clearly the best team in the NFL because San Francisco is a legitimate threat on both sides of the ball. But Kansas City had the best record, they have the best player. They have a top three defensive player in Chris Jones. They have one of the best weapons in the league in Travis Kelsey. Quietly, that young defense, second in the league in sacks for the season. Not a small sample size, the season. And they are healthiest they've been all year. So for all those reasons, I do not think the Jags are ready for this level. They were ready for the previous level. And so what is my best case scenario? My best case scenario is the Chiefs get up early, run away and hide, and it was a hell of a season for Trevor and the Jags. Yeah, I I just feel like there's a little bit more room because you love being right, but mm-hmm. it's kind of kind of conflict with what you just said. Uh, you I think you've got a lot more room to be right with Trevor Lawrence than you do with the Chiefs, and I feel like if they were to beat the Chiefs, you were just that much more right. See, about but the Trevor thing Lawrence is this: I'm already right about Trevor Lawrence when, in a way, no one else was. I picked the Jags before the year to make the playoffs to go nine and eight, and I never abandoned it. Right, and much to your guys' chagrin, you guys put gambling bans on me on the Jags, <laughs> but I also all year long 
was very consistent that the Chiefs have been wildly undervalued. And by the way, we continue to see it. But we saw this game earlier this year. And the Jags did a surprise onside kick to start the game. They The Chiefs then turned the ball over three times. And the Chiefs still won comfortably. They were up 20 to nothing. They were up 27 to 7 in this game. They, they There was no point where it looked like the Chiefs could lose, even though the Jags essentially got four extra possessions. The Jags' defense was never able to stop Kansas City, except for when Kansas City was fumbling the football. So I have massive respect for what Doug Peterson's done. I obviously think Trevor Lawrence is not the next great quarterback in this league. He's already a great quarterback in this league, but this is where the run ends. So a couple questions. Yeah. Uh, this one's a little random, but if me and your Slovenian son were to play one-on-one in basketball, who are you picking to win? What What does that have to do with anything? Okay. Because it's like it's the Chiefs, Jags, uh-huh. your, two, your two teams. You okay, gotta well, pick. I would probably pick a guy who's top two player in the NBA over you, buddy. Okay, disrespectful. Okay. All right, ahead. and another one. If yeah. the Prince somehow pulls this off, are the Trumpets coming back to first things first? So here's the thing. Those those guys, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not, but I will. Those guys who come in now three times, they are from Juilliard, which is the world's most prestige, prestigious performing arts institution for acting, music, all of it. We have to book them. The best part about those guys being there is... We have had to book them days. It, we we booked them the previous week, so that is how that's how that is how convinced are, huh? <laughs> I've been at each turn that we are booking them a week before these games are played, that's and they are awesome. coming through for me. So, am I booking them today to come back Monday? I am not. Okay, I tell you right. You know what? I, I the I'm not going to burn money whether it's my money or FS1's money, when we know how this one's ending. So the trumpets, now maybe, here's the and here's the other thing on the this particular game. I've got my co-hosts just so boxed in. What are they going, how could they possibly like try to have one over on me no matter the result here? You think they can come in Monday if the Jags lose and be like, ha, Nick. The Chiefs are in their fifth straight AFC title game now. <laughs> and if the Chiefs lose, yeah, I'll be sad. But it's because Trevor was even better than I said. Right. So it's a and win-win. If, and for and me. if they end up winning, I'll do the emergency trumpet session. I'll, oh, I'll you'll come it. in? Yeah, I got you. Okay, no problem. I appreciate that. All right, next. All right, we could be in for a game to remember on Sunday between Dallas and San Francisco. Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott both silenced the doubters in the wild card round. Both teams have loaded rosters and have strong defenses. Are you worried another statement game from Dak could put your Super Bowl prediction into the ground? All right. So I have, before the year on our gambling show, I gave out 50-1 to 1 documented Chiefs Niners Super Bowl. Right now, that bet would you get it at like 7-1. to 1. Right. So if that, in fact, I think worse, I think like 5-1 to 1 maybe. So it obviously was amazing value. I am not worried about this game. I think the Niners' positional versatility, their ability to put out, use check C-Mac, Kittle, Ayuk, and Debo on the field, and you don't know if they're going to run, you don't know what they're going to do. I think it is going to be such a more sophisticated offense 
than the one Tampa was running last week. By the way, what did Tampa think of their offense last week? Moments ago, they just fired Byron Leftwich. By the way, what a bad beat for Byron Leftwich. The guy was getting head coach interviews. They actually, you know what, now that I think about it, it was reported last year that the because Byron Leftwich, Demonze, back before you were a big football fan, was the Jaguars quarterback. And after they fired Urban Meyer, it was reported last year they wanted to hire Byron Leftwich. And he turned the job down, reportedly, because he didn't like the setup with the GM there. So he was going to get to coach Trevor. He turned it down. They go with Peterson. It works out great. Now he's fired. So the, that, that's a sidebar. But my point is that Bucks were running a caveman offense with no running game whatsoever. The Niners have one of the most versatile, devastating running games we've seen in modern NFL history. So I think it's going to keep the Cowboys pass rush off balance. I also think the Niners defense is drastically better than the Bucks defense. And Dak's not going to be able to wheel and deal quite the way he was on Monday night. Also, and this is a, I, if I were a Cowboys fan, I'd be really upset about this. The Niners played Saturday afternoon. The Cowboys played Monday night. So that is a two and a half day rest advantage going into the divisional round. It's a massive difference. Yeah. And so all of that screams Niners. Now I want to say something else here. I am not convinced Brock Purdy is good. You don't like that take. But here's my very simple justification. I was never convinced Jimmy Garoppolo was good. And Brock Purdy's playing better than Jimmy G, but it is not it is not so much worldly better for you to be to convince me that this isn't simply the system. Now, Purdy is better downfield passer than Jimmy G. I'll give him that. But the fact that we have seen this offense work with Jimmy G to the tune of getting to the Super Bowl, getting to a conference championship game, and that they were able to do that with worse weapons than they currently have because they didn't have Christian McCaffrey, to me speaks to the fact that this is a Kyle Shanahan situation. Now, Purdy, is he better than a seventh round pick should be sure. But am I convinced that Brock Purdy would be having any success that no matter what system he was in, he would be having success. Absolutely. Like if Brock not. Purdy was playing the 49ers. He'd be screwed. Oh, I think he would be ruined. Yes, absolutely. Right. And so it almost, you know, it's almost good for the NFL that the Niners don't have a great quarterback because they have the best defense in the league and the best weapons in the league and a good offensive line and a super savvy coach. Like the only reason to me there is real intrigue in this season is because uh it is because the the Niners have a question at quarterback. But I, I think Brock Purdy and the Niners win, but I don't think it's because of Brock Purdy. All right, next. The poll the people, the fans agree yes. with you. 75% say yeah, or 77% say no. Yeah. Uh, 23% say yes. That's okay. on Will Dallas upset okay. Buffalo, or yeah. San Francisco. Sorry. Yeah. But next, the Bengals haven't lost since Halloween, but are getting five points in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the Bills will have a huge home field advantage, obviously, especially if DeMar Hamlin ends up coming back into the building. 
Will it be enough to overcome roller coaster Josh Allen's mistakes and Cincinnati? I don't think so. I love Cincinnati getting points. I actually also like them to win outright. I do think there will be massive emotion at the beginning of this game, and I expect DeMar Hamlin to be there. With that said, there couldn't possibly be more emotion than there was in the Bills-Patriots game when Naeem Hines returned to the opening kick for a touchdown, right. and yet the Bills found themselves trailing in that game. Naeem Hines returned another kick for a touchdown, and the Patriots were still right there. So I don't think you're going to be able to purely ride the emotion. And if I'm Buffalo, if I'm a Buffalo fan, I am incredibly concerned about how my secondary has looked. Now, this is, in part, that is unfortunately, and I'm only even comfortable saying this because DeMar's, you know, looks like he's going to be totally fine. They missed DeMar Hamlin. He was already filling in for Micah Hyde. Then he obviously is lost for the year. And now they have a third string safety in there. And Jordan Poyer, their other Pro Bowl safety is banged up. And they're not getting pressure on the quarterback as much anymore because they don't have Von Miller. If if Von Miller were healthy, the Bengals' offensive line injuries, no left tackle, no right tackle, no right guard, might be enough for Von Miller to single-handedly win them this game the way he flipped the Chiefs game at the end earlier this season. But Von Miller's been out, and the defense hasn't been the same, and Josh Allen can't help himself. Right. Josh Allen it, it could have had five turnovers in a game against Miami that all he had to do was take care of the ball and they couldn't lose. If Josh Allen simply is cautious with the football, they can't lose that game. Instead, he's throwing bomb after bomb after bomb. And I saw people, when I criticized him for that on Monday, say, oh, well, if such and such catches this. And guys, 50-yard passes down the field are hard to throw and hard to catch. Those balls are dropped more often than nice, easy, safe 8- to 12-yard passes. Now, obviously, they have a much higher upside. but There is risk to go along with that reward, risk that they're picked, but also you are asking your receiver in a dead sprint, often laying out, hitting the turf to to control that ball. So I guys dropping those is not shocking. That is not something that's like, oh, if we do it again, they want, of course they could have those drops. The reason those passes are so hard is you need two guys to do something great, the throw and the catch. And so I don't like the way Josh Allen has been playing. He has 32 combined picks and fumbles on the year. Joe Burrow and the Bengals, by the way, should have lost this weekend, but they didn't. And both of these teams obviously could have lost. Neither did. The Bengals were going up against the best defense in the league. The Bills were going up against a team that had limped into the playoffs, losing five of six was on the third string quarterback and a team whose offense had just scored nine points against the Jets. That game was, it ended 11 to six because of a safety at the end and the Dolphins moved the football. So I like Cincinnati in this spot. All right, next. All right, here's a crazy stat. Dak is somehow the oldest remaining quarterback in the playoffs at 29 years old. Mahomes and Allen are the only other quarterbacks left in the playoffs on their second contracts. Rodgers, Russ, Watson, and Kyler were were the top four highest paid quarterbacks this year. 
and they all miss the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's not going to stop teams from going all in to bid on Lamar, Rodgers, and even Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. But do these playoffs prove it's better to throw darts in the draft than to dish out a fat contract to, for a veteran? Okay, no, the playoffs don't prove that. So, and by the way, this is, you said Dak is the oldest of the remaining quarterbacks. Of all the quarterbacks that made the AFC playoffs, Mahomes was the oldest. And let's talk about that when we talk about throwing darts. So you have Joe Burrow, number one overall pick. Trevor Lawrence, number one overall pick. Josh Allen, top 10 pick. Patrick Mahomes, top 10 pick. Justin Herbert, top 10 pick. So those aren't darts. And who am I? And then Tua is the reason Miami was in the playoffs. He was a top 10 pick. And then the reason the Ravens were in the playoffs was Lamar, who was an end of the first round pick, right? So to me, and and why did the Ravens lose? In part because their quarterback couldn't get it done, okay? So there's that. Now the NFC, Kirk Cousins was a third round pick. Dak was a fourth round pick. Brock Purdy was a seventh round pick. Daniel Jones was a top 10 pick, but it hasn't worked out. Uh, Jalen Hurts was a second-round pick. Here's what is true. If you can get a quarterback, no matter where you draft him, that is good enough for you to compete immediately when he's a rookie, it is the fastest way to trying to build a contender because quarterbacks make $40 million and you're paying guys on rookie deals almost nothing. And everybody knows that. It's also why for Cincinnati, this is, and I, I really like Joe Burrow, but when he said my Super Bowl window is in my entire career, well, yes and no. Yes, it is your entire career to a degree, but this might be the most talented team he ever has because they're going to have to pay him. They're going to have to pay Jamar Chase. If you pay both of those guys, you can't pay T. Higgins as well. And if you do choose to pay T. Higgins as well, then you're not going to be able to pay anybody on defense. The fact that Higgins, Chase, and Joe are all on their rookie deals is such a huge edge. And the Chiefs, by the way, won their Super Bowl when Mahomes on his rookie deal. Now that Mahomes got paid, that's part of the reason you move on from Tyreek Hill. Now, so, no, I, I think that as far as Now, the worst thing you can do to answer your question directly is to pay a mid-tier quarterback like he's a star. That is what has hurt Dallas. That is what has hurt the Vikings. That is what a lot of people felt hurt the Raiders, hurt the Titans. Paying these guys that are just okay, 25 to 35 million bucks, in Dak's case, 40 million bucks. You don't want to do that. So... If the question is, would I rather draft a guy or give Derek Carr $40 million a year, probably draft a guy unless I like the Jets might be an exception because they have had so non such non-existent success in drafting guys. They have the rest of the team already built. But yeah, I think that overpaying the mid-tier quarterback is the quickest possible path to being okay, but not a true contender. That I fully and totally agree with. All right, keep your questions and comments coming in the chat. Take a very quick break. Come back. What's Right, episode 118 live on YouTube. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. 
Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. All right, welcome back in. What's Right with Nick Wright, episode 118. Let's get right to it. Uh, a little bit of hoops before we get back to football. And also, by the way, put your comments and questions in the chat. We'll get to those in the next segment. Demonte, go right ahead. Oops. All right, the Warriors travel to Boston for the first time since the finals tonight. Yep. Uh, the Celtics sit atop of the East, riding a seven-game win streak. Those boys. Mm-hmm. While Golden State is at 500 and only won five road games all year, still both teams are favorites to win their conferences. Yes, the Warriors started slow, obviously. But with how stacked the East is, do you have more faith in them to win their conference than Boston? Absolutely not. The Warriors are broken. Here we go. The Now, listen, my pick in the East before the year was Philly. Right now, I think the smartest bet is probably Milwaukee. But that's just blind faith in Giannis, right. uh, and the blind faith Middleton will come back at some point and play. You know, look at all like Chris Middleton. Right. This is long time injury. Long time. Middleton. I mean, he's played seven games this year, but didn't look like himself. Uh, but I don't think the Warriors are good. The Warriors needed someone young to take a leap. Wiseman went in the wrong direction. Kaminga stayed where he was at. Moody maybe went in the wrong direction. And Poole has not improved 1%. And the, the every listen, the Lakers, for instance, had a terrible loss last night. Another game where it, there's nothing like, I think LeBron had 32-9-8. and eight, And it just doesn't matter. And they lose to the Kings. The Kings, who, by the way, are good. The Kings are 25-18. and 18, And De'Aaron Fox, a guy you remember from Houston, uh, yeah. is unbelievable. Uh but the Warriors, so the Lakers, think about how injury-riddled, how bad, how up and not even up and down, mostly down the Lakers have been. The Warriors are two and a half games up on them in the standings. The Warriors this year are 5-17 and 17 on the road. And Steph is back. And you simply cannot convince me that it is coincidental that the Warriors all the vibes have been off ever since Draymond hit Jordan Poole. Right. And by the way, the aside from the plus side for the Warriors is there have been some moments where it looked like Clay was getting some of the old Clay stuff back. 
He's up to 40% from three. He's averaging 20 a game. Those are all positive signs. But Jordan Poole, who can't defend, who is not a great passer, shooting 31% from three is a disaster for them. And and Draymond just being, you know, an eight, seven, and seven guy, that's one thing if you've got the league's best defense, because it's like, okay, Draymond's the biggest reason for that. And the Warriors, when they win titles, last year included, have been a top three defensive team. The Warriors this year, where they are in defensive rating, I'm going to give it to you real quick. This season, the Golden State Warriors in defensive rating, I think they're 14th. No, I'm wrong. I, I overrated them. They're 17th. So if you don't, if you have a below average defense, what's Draymond doing for you? Right. What and so I don't look at the war. If I'm talking about the Western Conference right now, you've got to say Memphis, New Orleans if Zion gets healthy, and Denver are all clearly better than the Warriors. I think Dallas could be because they would have the best player on the court. And I Sacramento, I don't, I don't trust long term. And then the question is, are the Lakers actually going to try to win and make a move, or are they fine with just squandering this year? I don't know. Uh, but the 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 Warriors aren't in as much trouble as the Suns are, who are twenty one and twenty four, but they're in real trouble. To me, they are not a Finals contender. Next, all right. So we're playing right ins. Oh, do we? So it's a game. Do we have props? Got you an Expo oh, marker in a. And a whiteboard, I appreciate that. Yep. Yeah. So uh, our first one, we've got Monday. Seemed like it could be the end for Tom Brady, mm-hmm. though we've been saying that for a decade. I'm yeah. sure the goat doesn't want to go out like that. It was a really bad game, but I bet he still has a Peyton Manning like run left in him before joining you at Fox Studios. Uh, uh-huh. What do you think Tom Brady's next stop? All right, will before be? I answer this, did you remember the erasers? If you did not, why don't I answer this while you hop up and get us some paper towels or something, or else we're not going to be able to erase these. All right. The So, yeah, DeMonte already wrote his answer. He's going to go grab the erasers. Uh, or, so, I think that we're going to power rank the possible Tom Brady destinations as the following. I think the most likely destination is New England. I'm sorry, is Miami. Because of the concerns about Tua's health, because Stephen Ross, the owner there, is a big Michigan guy, because they tried to get him previously. I think Miami is the most likely destination. I think the next most likely destination is the Raiders, because Josh McDaniels is there, and they scuttled Derek Carr for a reason. I think the next most likely destination is the Pats, and I think the I think the only other possible kind of sneaky destination possibility is Tennessee because Vrabel is there. But my answer, I am going to say Tom Brady next year is in Miami. Demonze, you say the Pats. Yep. You think it's a little homecoming. I think he's going back to the Patriots. Brady man. just can't help himself but try to follow in LeBron's footsteps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wins, exactly. Yeah, he goes, he goes to Florida, wins a title or two, then goes back to the team. And then he tries to end in California. Uh, also, by the way, we have a little yeah. additional. Piece in in case people missed the news earlier, Tampa Bay offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich was fired this morning. Apparently when they win, it's all Tom. And when they lose, it's all Byron. Fa- 
Oh, go ahead. Um, no, go ahead. Ask the question. <laughs> oh yeah. Do you think he gets head coach look? Do you think he gets any head head coaching looks this offseason? No, I I think that we're not particularly fair to black coaches in this league. He wasn't getting a real aside from the Jags job. He didn't have any great opportunities at head coaching looks when people liked him. Now he just got fired. So no. Also though, Gabe put this in just because he wants to take a shot at Tom Brady. So this is where I remind okay. Gabe. Gabe, today's the 21-year anniversary of the tuck rule. When the whole <laughs> thing started, today is the 21-year anniversary. That's been 21 years of this guy bedeviling our producer, Gabe Goodwin. <laughs> uh, but go ahead. Uh, another shot at Tom Brady. I just noticed how I think uh, people say that NFL teams have the tendency to follow the same characteristics as their quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I heard an announcer say on the TV that, the Tampa Bay offense and defense just looked old and sluggish. Oh, and I think that was like a direct correlation. Maybe like I mean really it did. Slow. It did look old. The Brady can't move anymore, except for when he's trying to you know slide right. tackle the opposite public that defender. Was a man, dirty play. That would have been a great public. That would have been a good public defender. That was a dirty play. All right, next. Uh, the Eagles are coming off the bye and are favored to beat the Giants for the third time this year, but there's still major questions surrounding J- Jalen Hurts and his shoulder injury. Reports are he won't be 100% on Sunday to win the Eagles need Jalen Hurts at. So here's the thing. I don't think he's going to be 100%. But I also think that there is a path for the Eagles to win where they do nothing on offense. Because I think that I'm not, I'm, this is not what I'm saying is my prediction. But I'm saying I think there is a path where. Um, where they where they win based purely on what that defensive line can do to right now Daniel Jones who I think right now is getting a little too much hype and so I I if Jalen Hurts is a hundred percent yeah they they or even 90 percent that should guarantee a win but I think even 50 percent they theoretically could win if the defensive line just gets to Daniel Jones the way I think it will. Demonze put up 83%. I, if you guys saw me do this thing, I was trying to see what it looked like. I, I drew the shrugging emoji guy. I put the, I don't know how many percent he has to be. So that's what I I, I tried to draw. You know, the shrugging emoji guy? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what percent he has to be because I think this might be more about what the Eagles defense can do to the Giants offense. Next. Uh, Picasso. In Thanks. There. All right, speaking of Eagles-Giants, I've rallied the DeMonte stands and reorganized them into Danny Dimes fans. I think he has what it takes this week. And I say that honestly speaking. After facing Philly's defense, Daniel Jones' stock will go. That one's very easy, and my drawing's even easier. Uh, Listen, I I think that – oh, so you've got – DeMonte's got an arrow pointing up. I've got an arrow pointing down. Daniel Jones doesn't care about that pass rush, man. I, Not when he can run. Here's the thing. I think this is a game where the way you beat Philly is get them vertical. The Giants don't have the receiver threats to do that. They Eagles are going to be have a spy on Daniel Jones. I think it's going to be a really, really tough game for him. If the Eagles are going to win, they're going to have to force turnovers. The defense is going to have to be excellent. Saquon's going to have to be excellent. I don't think Daniel Jones has a big game. I think the Eagles are going to press those receivers and take away those dinks and dunks that he's lived on all year. 
So I think the stock goes down. Next. All right. Aaron Rodgers told Pat McAfee that McAfee, he, McAfee, sorry, that he still thinks he can win MVP in the right situation. Seems like he found some new confidence, obviously. Maybe some old ayahuasca lying around. <laughs> the only way Aaron Rodgers can win MVP is what a weird thing, though. What's a weird thing? I mean, I guess I don't play football, but why's he chasing an MVP? Well, he's freaking a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird thing. And Gronk kind of took a shot at him for that exact point. I think the, his point was, I won the MVP last year. I could win it again. But the only way Aaron Rodgers can win MVP is hallucination. He's not, listen, it, when it goes for guys, it goes. We have seen it. Drew Brees went from almost winning an MVP to out of the league in two years. Peyton Manning went from 55 touchdowns to out of the league in two years. Tom Brady led the league in multiple major passing categories a year ago. He's going to be out of the league in two years. Rodgers was not good this year. And because he makes 50 million, it's not like he's going to be able to go to some stacked team. So he's done winning MVPs in this league flatly next. All right. You have to feel bad for Brett Meyer. For missing his first four extra point att- extra point attempts Monday night, then again he's a pro athlete paid to make kicks. Extra points can be that hard, right? Or can't be that hard, right? So if I take five extra point kicks, how many would I hit? All right, I want you to answer this I'm honestly. Answer I want you to answer it honestly, and I'm very curious what you're gonna say. Let me see what your number is. You put two. Yep. All right, that's it's fair. An extra point. It's not a whole. It's not like a fifty yarder. I put like one. So here's the it's thing. It's going to be the last two. Yeah, so you and I were on the same page here. <laughs> DeMonte's a good enough natural athlete that I think that, so an extra point, by the way, it's not college to where it's you're kicking from the nine. It's like the 25, right? Or well, you're the, kicking from the 22. 22? So, yeah, because they sent from the 15, it's like a 32, 33-yard field goal. I think DeMonte, once he's shanked the first one, Second one, once ball. you get a feel for it, I think you could make one. I do. I 100% think I could. I absolutely think you could make one. We we had a family dinner like four months ago, down the street from here, actually. Yeah, you're talking when I dusted you. And, <laughs> and I know people don't necessarily believe this, and I was not near the athlete DeMonze was, but I was, I would say, I was a, I was, how do I put it? So I was terrible with what I would call the hand-eye coordination element of sports. So I couldn't hit a baseball. I was a bad tennis player. Uh, I kind of had a funky jump shot, those things. But I was very, very good at track. I could jump really high. I In high school, I never in a game, but I dunked a basketball. I'm barely over six feet. And I still, not the last few months, but ride the Peloton and finish in the top 0.1% of basically every class. Uh, Orlovsky and who's the other guy? And Orlovsky and Booger McFarland always post their Peloton scores. And I crush those guys. Right. Crush them. So I foolishly thought because of my youth, uh, not my current youth, but right. because of my ability to run and jump as a youth and because I'm still good at the Peloton, that I could 
compete with Demonze in a race. So we did me versus the three kids in a race down the street. And Demonze was wearing flip slides. Yeah, no much. <laughs> and I got an unintentional bit of a head start. And it was what I would call probably a hundred yard dash, maybe. Right. And within four steps, Demonze was 15 meters ahead of me. <laughs> and I mean, was was running backwards at the end. And I I mean, he, he, it's in the legs, man. I mean, it was first of all, the strides were unbelievably <laughs> right. long. Second of all, I mean, it was just nothing I could have done. Yep. Nothing I could have done. So I do think fast. you could you're fast and you're tall and you're strong. So I do think you could kick a field goal. Uh, I don't think I, I, I think it would have to be on a practice on a field by yourself. <laughs> Oh, you don't think I can hit a field goal in the game? Yeah, I think that's a little bit of a different situation. Hey, man. I think it's a pressure burst pipes, man. It's not it's, these pipes, though. Okay, all right, fair <laughs> enough. All right, we'll answer your listener questions and viewer questions next. What's right? Warmer, sunnier days are approaching, so fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Factor will help you meet your wellness goals just in time for summer, thanks to a vast menu of chef-crafted, never-frozen meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. These fresh meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Variety? They have that. Factor has 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Working on wellness goals? Factor has you covered with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. How do they taste? They're delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious, and delicious options. What about quality? Each Factor meal is restaurant quality with premium ingredients like filet mignon, blackened salmon, and shrimp. So start spending less time in the kitchen now because you don't have to shop, prep, cook, or clean up. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Welcome back in. What's right with Nick Wright? YouTube show, podcast. Please subscribe, rate, review, do all those things. We're trying to get to 100,000 subscribers. Hey, Dusty, if you're watching, man, just text me your question. I feel bad. I'm looking at the question. Oh, wait, we've got one on from him. Okay, good. Uh, okay, we got a Dusty question we'll, in there. I'll, good. I'll, I'll do that one first. All right, go ahead and do it first. All right, Dusty said, we need to get Demonte watching the All-22. Daniel Jones stinks. So the All-22 is the film teams and scouts use where instead of the game broadcast, they call it All-22 because you see All-22 players. It's like the end zone and the sideline view where you can see what everyone does on every play. So you can see, did he miss an open guy? Was this how you can uh, actually break down film? Okay. So his point is, when you watch it from that perspective, you realize Daniel Jones is not very good. Listen, 
Daniel Jones averaged 200 yards per game this season, fewer than one touchdown pass per game. He had two games this year where he had more than 230 yards passing, and in both those games, he threw interceptions. If you, The moment you take the handcuffs on him, he'll turn the ball over again. Dable's done a great job. He is not a great quarterback. We were talking earlier about the worst thing you can do with a quarterback, and I said overpay the mid-tier guys. That's what's about to happen with Daniel Jones because he's a free agent. If the Giants, they should probably just franchise tag him, but if they sign him, they're going to regret it. Next. How dare you, Dusty? All right, Jonathan asks, if Djokovic wins the calendar Grand Slam, will he become the GOAT of tennis? For a lot of people, yes. Uh, for me, I listen, I flatly believe that Federer played at the highest level anyone has ever played at, and I think Nadal has the best resume. So I have Djokovic in third. Now, if he goes through the Grand Slam this year, will I have to reevaluate? Probably. Uh, but with Nadal battling injuries and Federer done, it's, <clears throat> I don't want to say it won't be as impressed. Still be very impressed. Still got to go through Kyrgios. Still, I understand all that. And I'm probably being biased here. But I don't think anyone's ever played at a higher level than Federer at his best. And I think Nadal's resume right now looks pretty unimpeachable. But if Djokovic wins the next four, I guess I'll have to adjust that. Next. Okay. Uh, Joey DeMontel asked, would Mahomes on the 49ers be the best team ever? Yes. Easily. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would... here's the thing. <laughs> Mahomes has never had a great defense. So he's never even had, statistically speaking, a very good defense. I would, and the Chiefs are trying to fix that. That's why they traded Tyreek and drafted all those young guys. I would love for there to be a moment in Mahomes' career where he gets what Brady got, which is get to 18 points and we win. You know what I mean? And so that, but I just don't think, uh, I mean, on the Niners with those, he has had weapons similar to what the Niners have, but he's never had a running game or a defense at all like what the Niners have. All right, next. All right, uh, Jake Archer. Oh, crap. Yeah, Jake Archer. Go no, ahead. No, no, no. Oh. You true. did. You did. You said the Chiefs had the second most sacks this year. Yeah. We were just talking about that. Yeah, they did have the second most sacks, but that but their defense does not rank in the top 10 as far as points per game, yards per game. They have been able to get after the quarterback, but they have not been a great defense. The guy that has the ball. No, of course, but the so here's the thing. They have actually had a really good pass rush. But their overall pass defense has been well below average. If the quarterback gets the ball out, we haven't been able to cover people. They, the and as far as points per game allowed, all of that stuff, they've been right below league average. So it's know. still it's just what it's just what's been the case. All right, next. Uh, Jake Archer asked, "Who's your who's your ideal fit to pair with Luca? No restrictions. No restrictions. AD. AD is the answer. But because of the injury factor with AD." Like long term, a guy like Evan Mobley would be amazing. Embiid, actually, Embiid's my answer. Embiid, Embiid is my answer. Yeah. You want a great defensive big who can also score, but doesn't necessarily need the ball a ton. Uh, and so, AD is perfect, which is why he was perfect with LeBron because Luke and LeBron are very similar. But AD's injuries at this point. You just got to say, you've got to bank on them happening. Right. Uh, all right, last one. Jose P. asks, who's the best fit, Joe Burrow or yourself? Who has the, Who best? Has the best fits? I, I'm going to go Joe Burrow because 
he can pull off so many things that I can't because he is just naturally he cooler. He looks like a cool dude. And you he look kind of lame. I mean, that's harsh. <laughs> I'm joking. But, I mean, he's 15 years younger than me. Right. He's a true celebrity. He just carries himself like such a cool guy. Right. I can pull a lot of stuff off when I'm out with your mom because yeah. I kind of like coast off her coolness. But when I'm just by myself, <laughs> I the only reason I can get away with wearing some of the stuff I wear is because I'm I have semi notoriety. If I was <laughs> if I, I couldn't wear dress how I dress if I was just like a mid level lawyer. People be like, what is wrong <laughs> with this guy? Uh, but no, the answer is Joe Burrow. All right, really good show, fun show, everybody. Please like, rate, subscribe, review, do all those things. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow for the Divisional Weekend Gambling Show coming off another winning weekend. We'll do all that tomorrow on What's Right around 9.30 in the morning, I think. Uh, We'll see you then and also talk to you on Monday and on TV later today. What's Right. 